Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. The Mariners. We're not talking about the Mariners today, though. Nope, we're going to talk about something that's a little more sad, a little bit more soul-crushing. Yeah. It is. We're going to talk about the Seahawks and coming off of by facing the Raiders of Las Vegas and saw some good things, saw some not so good things. But as always, we're going to break it down position group by position group. And if you're looking for the guy that knows the X's knows, but's going to talk about them Jimmy's and Joe's. That's your me. That's your me. <laughs> me, your boy, Coach Red. That's your me. You can you can uh, find me on Twitter. It's a me at the real Coach Red on Instagram at the real underscore Coach Red. If you're looking for someone that's got a little bit of pep in their step and might try to use the same words as before, we don't know. It's a mystery. We'll have to wait and see. But go find your boy Lefty France. Follow me on Twitter at Lefty France on Instagram at dfrance13. Go over and follow the pod at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. Let's dive right into this thing. It was uh, overtime loss coming off yeah. the bye. Uh, to the Raiders, offense puts up 34 points, but the defense gives up 40 in a backbreaker. Was it uh, 85 yarder? Can't have that. It almost ruined my fantasy <sighs> day as well. All in one foul swoop. Yeah, Josh Jacobs has been carrying some fantasy teams. He's been a bright <laughs> spot. I think that he's a little pissed that the fifth year option wasn't picked up and he's looking to make some coin yeah. along with uh, Saquon Barkley on the free agent market. Those are probably going to be your top two premier guys this year. Really earned his keep in this game. Yeah. But uh, let's start with our boy in the quarterback room, Geno Smith. What will you have to say about Geno? I mean, 328 passing yards, 27 for 37, uh, two TDs and touchdown. That, on most days, will get you a win. (laughs) Like, that's – he's been putting up those types of numbers all season, and um, I think it really – he did a good job. DK He connected with DK 11 times. Would have been nice to – CDK score, but still, it's it's really comforting seeing Gino. Comfort, is that your word? Comfort. Yeah, yeah. Comforting seeing Gino put up those numbers, um, especially with all the doubt throughout at the beginning of the season with him coming in. Yes, comforting. He's comforting. Good word. <laughs> Took a while to get it, but I like it. I like yeah. it. For my word, I'm going to steal this from a co-host on Fix Your Franchise, 
saw something out of Geno Smith that we haven't really seen this year. He was being a little bit of a gunslinger. Oh, a gunslinger. Dirty gunslinger. The so, gunslinger. He was kind of throwing the ball a little bit into some precarious positions. You know, had a interception in the end zone that was overturned because the Raiders player was out of bounds on the back line. But through that flat-footed, little bit of pressure in the face, just kind of chucks it up where it wasn't even a good spot for DK. It was like, you got to put that ball where DK can catch it, no one else. And it was close. Yeah, Gets picked off. Not really his fault on that one. Deep crosser with DK and Tyler Lockett where the defender actually played it perfectly and was sitting in the right spot. And it caused Metcalf and Lockett to kind of rub their own routes and didn't allow Tyler to keep going, which yeah. resulted in that late in, I think it was in overtime where Carlson missed the kick. You're like, all right, you need 25 yards. Go get yep. it. And Travis Homer's open, but Max Crosby went bananas in the fourth quarter and in yeah. overtime. But Gino just chucked it. Duck and Chuck, baby. It was a little <laughs> bit of gunslinger. Yeah, it. There were a few times where I'm like, man, he's taking some risk here putting this where he's been pretty reasonable and as you so eloquently put it, comforting. <laughs> you know what you're going to get. But this one yeah. was a little bit more sporadic. I think he also lost a fumble, if I'm not mistaken. Let's yes, we did lose a fumble. We did lose a fumble. And that one didn't really stick out a ton to me. So it's tough to remember. But yes, fumble loss, Gino. Yep. So it's one of those days where he was a little bit more cavalier, a little bit more reckless, a little bit more gunslinger yep. this week compared to weeks past. And I think part of that was a correlation to the next area. Lefty, what do you got for the running back room? Uh, I'm going to say full from Thanksgiving. <laughs> sluggish. Yeah, sluggish. That's great. Yeah, great, great word right there. Sluggish. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 14 carries, 26 yards. Did have two touchdowns, and one of them he, was awesome. Yeah, it was insane the whole team it was a party yeah, yeah. Pushing him in. but we also had 65 total rushing yards to the raiders 283 i believe that's a that bit was of a discrepancy yeah and i just didn't see a lot out of the run game uh last game and i if i remember correctly the game before that too wasn't really there either. It the game before that was the Giants game, which you saw Kenneth Walker outpace Saquon. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, most of the games that we've lost, our run game hasn't really been there. Um we we need like we rely on the run game and then when Gino can sling it, like that just makes it even better. But yeah, I just think that 
the running backs were sluggish as a good word for you that you used. What do you got for our RBs? Thinking RBs. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. And I think that this also kind of funnels into the O-line as well. But you need to reestablish the run game. And there were some good runs early. You know, that run, the touchdown runs are early by Kent Walker, the one where the whole team starts He's still churning it like the six and then just a wave of people come in and he stays up all the way in the end zone, does a cool little backflip, get up, he move. Like it was, <laughs> it was, I was stoked. I'm like, the run game's back. And then yeah. it wasn't. Because yeah. if you look at when a Pete Carroll led team has success, it's when you're fairly balanced. It doesn't have to be completely balanced, but when you're looking at 37 passes, to 23 runs and i can tell you right now that geno smith's long of 18 yards was not uh a designed run play that was yeah. a scramble so <laughs> you're looking at some of those runs by geno you're not running a ton of those oh i remember where the fumble came from it was the uh zone read option where it looked like Gino was pulling the ball back because he saw the defender bite down and Ken Walker was so tight that it hit him on the hip and went straight down. That's, that's it. Right. Cause that's yeah. where I was like, that one would have been a Gino Smith first down. <laughs> yeah. And I want to maybe see, take a little bit of workload off Kenneth Walker, especially now he's getting, yeah. he had a ton of carries last year at Michigan state. He's more of a patient runner. So you need to open up some run lanes. You know, let TJ Dallas and Travis Homer go pound the pile a few times. You know, yeah. you were looking at this being more of a timeshare when you drafted him with Rashad Penny. And with Penny being on the shelf right now, I think that it is something that you need to evaluate. I mean, when we looked at the game in Germany, there wasn't any rushing attempts by anyone other then and yeah if you're looking at the running back room there wasn't anyone besides ken walker that towed the rock spread it up a little bit because you need to get yourself back in check if you right now seahawks are sitting just outside of the playoff picture if you view yourself as a playoff team you will see your deficiencies when you go to the playoffs and it's something that you really saw last year from the eagles where their running game was excellent with miles sanders and a good offensive line, and with Jalen Hurts. But you had Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who really never seemed to really get on the same page last year. You had a focus on improving your pass game going into A.J. Brown, and you're seeing those benefits this year. So figure out what the problem is now. Scheme some runs up a little bit differently. Get that run game going, because if you want to be successful for the rest of the regular season and potentially into the playoffs – that run game is going to need to get back to that 80 plus a game clip. Yeah. And that's by your lead back, not total. You need to be mm-hmm. over a hundred yards rushing. And that's when you have seen the Seahawks be successful this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Pass catcher Supreme. What do you got for the pass catchers lefty? Sharing is caring. We had seven guys with more than two catches 
eight with over at least 10 yards of receiving. Um, finished with 328 receiving yards as a, as a group. Um, obviously, DK, like I'd mentioned, had 11 receptions. Uh, he had the bulk of the, the work, but yeah, it's good to see that good win. Homer, Homer's touchdown was nice. Um, who a, a fan, pretty much all of our tight ends besides oh, Parkinson. No yeah, besides Parkinson. Um, Fanton Disley uh, contributed like they have been throughout the whole season. Uh, just getting yards here and there, a couple catches. Um, but yeah, I would say DK really just proved that he is just an animal and lock it. I think he's on his fourth straight game with a touchdown. I believe so. He's just one of a reliable guy that Gino is getting more and more comfortable with and knows that he can throw it deep and Lockett's going to come down with it. But yeah, I would say sharing is caring for all those guys. All right. Before, before I give my word, Dustin, are you familiar with a TV show that has like four judges? It's a singing competition, some chairs turn around potentially for the voice. That's correct. Oh yeah. That's what I'm going to say for the receiver room this week or the pass catchers as a whole, the voice. Okay. Cause I think the voice is a good show. And when you're watching the show, you're like, okay, cool. There is a lot of really good singers on there, which I think that you have a lot of really good pass catchers and you'll see at different points in the game where you're like, okay, good little 10 yard catch. Okay, cool. That's a good, you know, somewhat deep ball, and then boom, it's over the top. Four chair turn, baby. <laughs> and that's what you saw with Tyler yeah. Lockett's touchdown. Yeah. Like, okay, there's the bomb. It's right there, wide open, right at home. Put it in there. Travis Homer was awesome. He had DK making that play on the sideline where he looks like he's going to get absolutely wrecked and just plants guy. I'm like, boom, hit the button. That's a four chair turn. I'm going to block <laughs> that, that safety from making a play. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I think that's what you've seen is. Yes, you're going to see higher touchdown interception numbers from Lockett and DK, but Goodwin's been a pretty reliable number three. Your tight end room is very reliable. I saw Will Disley not catch a target that hit his hands, which was rare. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as a whole, you're seeing good plays, but the pass game has looked good all year. Looked glimpses of oh damn that was amazing so yeah. i feel like feel like i'm watching uh, when i'm watching these guys feels like i'm watching an episode of the voice like shelton team blake <laughs> team blake <laughs> yeah you know, finger point right the finger now. point <laughs> pick me pick me <laughs> right here all right. right offensive line what do you got here lefty um, I'm going to say sauced. <laughs> they got, they got worked. Um, Kid honestly, lost in the lost sauce. In the sauce. Yeah. Um, three felt like they gave up more than three sacks, but 
Max Crosby, like you said, Max Crosby in the fourth quarter was in living. Overtime. Yeah, and overtime was living in the backfield. Um, and I remember Abe Luke watching a play, and Abe Lucas just got absolutely cooked by Crosby. And that's a tough challenge for a rookie. And he's Max Crosby's one of the here. best. Yeah, yeah. And Max Crosby's one of the best DNs that they in the league, honestly. I think he's up there with a lot of those guys. Um, but yeah, we, again, with our run game, 65 rushing yards, not going to do it. Um, need more from that. And, but other than that, I felt like it was a decent game from a young offensive line that we have um, tackle both tackled very young and, Felt like for the most part they held up, but fourth quarter and overtime, it was kind of a max the Max Crosby show. He was showing the the young guns what it's like to be in the NFL. What do you got? Spurtability. It's okay. a word that I just made up. <laughs> during some spurts of the game. The offensive line held up really well. When you're looking at a lot of these pass plays, yeah, there was the pressure late, but for the first half and most of the third quarter, you saw a very good run of play. But you saw a bad run of play late. You saw power bull rush moves get to Abe Lucas that you haven't seen. You see Cross getting worked around the face, getting beat, beat off the snap. But the thing that really concerned me was your interior guys. Because if you can't move Andrew Billings and Bilal Nichols, those guys feasted in defending the run. Like those are not premier run-stuffing defensive tackles because people have been able to run fairly well against – the Raiders, and it's not like their linebacking core is full of studs out there. You got Denzel Perryman, who's good, mm. but you guys have got to turn it on a little bit more. That you need that spurt ability to become consistency. Yeah, you need to have consistency because, yeah, are you going to have bad drives? Yes, but when you have now gone two games with very limited rushing yards and Geno's getting attacked a little bit more, a little bit more pressure, not as on time. These last couple games, I felt like, yeah, are there good players? Of course, there's good players across the NFL. And you have seen this team hold up really well and do extremely well against the likes of, I don't know, J.J. Watt. Yeah. You look at their running and passing attack against the Cardinals in the two games. Cardinals got players all over the field. You're able to contain them really well offensively. You were able to pass the ball wherever you wanted, and you had Kenneth Walker going over 100 yards in each of those two games. So if you're able to do it up against those guys, let's get more consistent. Let's decrease the spread ability and turn it into consistency. I like it. All right. Let's go to the defensive line as a whole because we're lumping the edge rushers into this one. Brutal. 
Uh, but one sack in the game. And you know the calling card for the Raiders is the high level ability of their offensive line, right? They did <laughs> just cut second year first round draft pick Leatherwood that was their starting card last year before the season started. Yeah, it was a brutal performance from our D-line. Um, one sack's not going to cut it and giving up 229 rush yards. To and one player. Just, yeah. And there's just, there's just no pressure anywhere. It was it was tough to watch because felt like they've been doing well this for the majority of the season, but I think for some reason they took this game lightly, thinking that the Raiders were three and knowing the Raiders were three and seven, uh, thinking that it was going to be a cakewalk in uh, at home and. The Raiders showed up and showed out, and Josh Jacobs showed them who Daddy was. <laughs> uh, it was it was just brutal to watch. Tough tough performance. Definitely need to see more pressure and run stuffing uh, next week. What do you got? STFU and get back to work. That stands for shut the expletive up and get back to work because yes, Josh Jacobs was the third leading rusher coming to this game. Yes, Pete Carroll said that some of the things they did defensively to limit the effectiveness of Devontae Adams led to them having a breakout day, almost a career Oh, it was a career day for Josh Jacobs, yeah. but one of the all-time best rushing attacks ever. Yep. And it's time to shut up and get back to work because it's time to grind the tape. You're looking at our defensive coordinator, former defensive line coach. It's time to time to get back to work because Nwosu had some pretty decent plays, had some pressures, but Boye Mafe, not on not necessarily super effective while he was on the field. Darrell Taylor's best play is when there was an interception and he ran on as the 12th man through a block because <laughs> he was down. He had 18 snaps, no stats recorded. Like Darrell Taylor yeah. was a guy we were chiming about beginning of the season. We need to see more effectiveness out of the edge. And when you look at Al Woods held up pretty decently on the runs right up the gut, but when you're looking at the edges, Puna Ford and Shelby Harris – Shelby Harris made a couple plays. Uh, Puna Ford didn't make a play that I can remember. Brian Monet did not make a play that I can remember. Like, this is back-to-back games where you have given up big rushing games to, all right, cool, give – I mean, you take out that 85-yarder and you're sitting at a different spot. Bad schematic. But if you take that out, you're still at 160 yards. Yeah. That's not a good day to one player. Mm-mm. Look at the Bucks the week before. They weren't sniffing the 100-yard rushers. And your your bell cow and Lenny Forns goes out and his backup, Richard White, gets 100 yards? Yeah. STFU. Yeah. No, it's been, been kind of rough. Definitely rough to, to watch those guys. 
want to see more out of them. Need need to, see to yeah need to see more need out of them. All right, uh, linebacking core. What do you got for linebackers? Small but mighty. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton led the team. Well, Jordan Brooks led the team in tackles. Shocker. 16. Yeah. Been the story of the season every game. Um, then Cody Barton follows up with 12 tackles, uh, eight solos. Brooks had seven solos. Each had a pass deflection and Barton had a tackle for tackle for loss. Um, those two guys are animals. They aren't the biggest guys on the field, but they fly around the field and make plays all the time. I feel like they're always near the ball, no matter where, what kind of play it is, where the play ends up. Like they are there. Uh, and they've proved it this whole season. Like, yeah, we're not the biggest guys but we are gonna kick the shit out of you so i think those two guys have been the focal point of well our dbs have been great but they've been huge in the tackling game for us honestly so yeah small but mighty like that all state commercial right yeah Mighty annoying. <laughs> like it. Oh man. What do you got? What do I got for the linebackers? Unsung heroes. Like that. Jordan Brooks is getting some cred from what he did last year and this year. Pro, first round of Pro Bowl voting comes out he's the number one vote getter for the nfc for linebacker and i think everyone can see these you know flying around but i think that cody barton's a little bit of a redemption from his miscues early in the season i know we talked about his miscues i knew we talked about him coming back but he made some plays man plays in the backfield plays on the perimeter like they fly and they pop that's what they do you know they Float like a butterfly, sting, sting. like a bee. Yeah. Little Muhammad Ali <laughs> with our LBs. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to leave it because it was a good rhyme. But yeah, we'll leave it at that. I like it. All right, let's go. Let's go to the let's go to the secondary. Ball hawks. I think I, I don't know if I've used it. I called this. it. I called it before. <laughs> I called it in the intro. He's going to reuse it. I mean, how can you not? Like, I think Quandre Diggs had tweeted like i will stop talking trash if i can have the ball in my hands and then he gets two picks one on the first play of the game yeah a very awesome pick yeah and it's like if it's not Diggs, it's brian if it's not brian it's wallen if if it's not wallen it's mike jackson sometimes um but yeah i think those guys are always by the ball always forcing turnovers interceptions Brian's always punching the ball off fumbles they are ball hawks and I guess I'll continue to use that until oh, they, they are no longer ball hawks but yeah I I thought it was impressive it was good to see Diggs get two 
let a, like one would have been nice, but two, I mean, he one was nice. So you had to do it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. But yeah, ball hawks. <laughs> what do you got for our dbs over here our ball hawks uh it's a hard knock life for us okay and i say that because you saw a varying degrees of the secondary and what they've done it's been a rougher year for quandre not putting up the turnover stats that you're used to seeing in the last couple of years it's been about five pick a year guy so it was good to see him get on the board it's been a little bit tough on making those big explosive plays you look at Tariq Woolen where the last two weeks besides Lenny Forns testing him they're not throwing I've I've looked and even when you go back to the Giants game I'm looking like they don't throw the ball on go routes or deep curls or deep ends or deep outs. Those aren't going over to Tariq Woolen anymore. Yeah. Devontae Adams' full like route chart on his seven receptions were all on the right side, which leads you to the Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson, not his best day. It's a hard knock day for him. You know, wasn't wasn't the best showing. Hard knock life for Ryan Neal, who gets dinged up at the end of the game, and then Josh Jones comes in flies downhill and runs right past Josh Jacobs so he can go 86 yards and leaves that over the top. It's, it's a tough play. Yeah. With defensive backs, you are boom or bust. You're the last line of defense. And I think that you saw some really good things, obviously. But like Kobe Bryant, key example. Seahawks getting jobbed a little bit. Josh Jacobs runs the balls, getting twisted down to the ground does not touch the ground and Cody Bryant comes in, rips that ball out, Seahawks recover. And then Seahawks tried to challenge because they say that he was down, but then ruled it that was, was such forward a progress stopped, which it he was still going forward while this happened. And when you watch the replay, the whistle for that came in after the ball was yeah. loose and being recovered. Like it wasn't like, okay, we blew it. It's like, no, you're yanking the balls out and going forward. And then like, as soon as you scoop it, the whistle blows. And then they're saying, no, he was down originally because they pointed to the ground and then said, no forward progress stopped after the replay was thrown. Because if the Seahawks get that turnover, the games might be over. There's no overtime needed. You know, they, they come out on top. Yeah. That was brutal just because it's like in a majority of the forward progress, it's a pile where they're just stood up. This was, he was getting twirled around. Like one guy was tackling him. He could have easily, if he would have bounced off the him got and up. got up, it would have been a touchdown. Yep. It, it's just. It's a hard knock life for us, Dustin. Yeah, it is. That was, that was tough, but hard. what can you do? Just go get him next time. Complain. You can just complain. Call, call, call <laughs> us. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Last group, special teams. What do you got? Trusty. It's a change-up from earlier in the year. <laughs> Jason Myers, what, two for two from field goals, four for four for extra points, 100% on the day. 
Dixon, I mean, his punt in overtime, perfect. Like bananas, good punt. Yeah. And it's like two, he had two punts inside that landed inside the 20, which is what we need. Like we need to change the field position, have them kind of backed up. We didn't get the stop that we wanted, but Myers and Dixon are trusty. I don't know. I mean, Myers doesn't hardly misses, knock on wood, but yeah, those two guys are they're they're good. Seeing them a little bit more too. Yep. <laughs> this isn't always a good thing, but when they're doing those things, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. What do you got for our special teams? Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> because we had two opportunities, uh, fourth quarter in and overtime. Pretty fourth quarter, not so much. Overtime, a lot better field position after the long miss by Daniel Carlson. Give Myers the opportunity to win you the game. Do uh-huh. enough to get him in the game so you guys can have a party at the 50. You know, go go have a yeah. party. Put him in. Myers yep. has been very consistent in his time in Seattle. And he's back to form this year. And put him in, coach. He's ready to play. He is ready to play. Dixon's got out of his – you know, his average wasn't necessarily as high this game, but he just knows how to kick the ball to give his guys a very good opportunity to go make the tackle and yeah. pin them within the 20 and his hang time is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Dixon. that was a frustrating game to watch. And now you've got the Rams up next and you got the Rams where you don't know if Stafford's going to be starting, you know, that there's going to be, no Cooper Cup. There's going to be no Allen Robinson. Darrell Henderson gets cut. Doesn't sound like Aaron Donald oh. has the best chance to play. Dealing with sounds like a high ankle from what I yeah was ascertaining. So which could be surgery. Well, and if you look at it, the Rams have not been good this year. Yeah. And I think they're thrown in the towel. I mean, you would think that that would be the smart plan to make i mean what's the what's the point of throwing matthew stafford out there with a banged up banged up receiving core uh running back room of cam Akers and kyron williams yeah. Tyler yeah. he's been in and out of the lineup but it's not like you can tank for draft picks because all you're doing is helping out the lions so it's not like you're going to be able to get those pieces to give you the depth that high-end depth because the scene says F them picks. Yeah. So they're ripe for the taking. If Perkins starts again, because I think Warford's out for the year. If Perkins yeah. starts again, if the Seahawks lose this game, you shouldn't go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You should not. If Stafford plays, you should probably – the dude's had two concussions in the last, like, three, four weeks. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta put apply the pressure mm-hmm. to Stafford – you need to stop a running back room. Uh, if you can't, if, if there's yeah. a hundred yard rusher, like 
I don't know who the new defensive line coach is, but he might not have a job if there's a hundred yeah. yard rusher after this game. Yeah, that's won't be pretty if that happens. No. The Rams are struggling, and this this is a must win. Obviously, every game's must win, but this game, like you said, if you lose, you should not be going to the playoffs. It's if you won't even contend with anything if you even make the playoffs, you know, and lose this game. It's it's brutal, but we'll see how it goes. I got faith. Believe. Yeah, and I've got some faith that you guys might hop over on the social media and give us some more follows. So yes, why don't sir. you do that right after you finish listening to this? I'll have a timer set. Your your the shot clock has started or the play clock has started and you're not getting that extra bump for the 25 seconds. So hop on Uh over to Twitter, follow me, your boy, coach red at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red lefty France. They're going to have to hurry to beat that, to beat that play clock where they got to go next. Going to follow me on Twitter at lefty France on Instagram at D 13. Go over and follow the pod at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follows, follows, follows. Do it, do it, do it. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.